Hello and welcome to Swiftly Spoken, a fan-made Taylor Swift podcast in which we break down her lyrics, deep dive into full album retrospectives, and theorise about what may be coming next. We are your hosts, Lisa and Cameron, and today we're going to be attempting to compile lists of 10 essential Taylor Swift songs. This episode is inspired by a recent article written by Mary Siroki for Consequence of Sound. In their In 10 Songs series, they provide lists of 10 songs from popular artists' catalogues that act as doorways into their vast discographies. In the list made for Taylor, they included some essential songs that we both agreed acted as amazing gateways for newer fans, or some fans that maybe only like some of Taylor, Taylor's projects and want to discover more. But we wanted to go a step further and challenge ourselves to make our own 10 song lists with more specific themes to them that we would somehow show to someone interested but has already looked or listened to Mary's list. So after listening to the Consequence of Sound list, they can come to our lists and then explore further into Taylor's music. Before getting into our own lists, firstly we wanted to discuss a bit about Mary Siroki's list for Consequence of Sound because, as we said, it is a great gateway into Taylor Swift's discography and we think she made some really good choices. The, ch- the 10 choices were Tim McGraw, 15, Enchanted, All Too Well, Wildest Dreams, I Don't Want to Live Forever, Delicate, Lover, August and Willow. Starting off with Tim McGraw, I think this is an amazing choice as an introduction as the first introduction to the introduction to Taylor. We've banged on about Tim McGraw many a time, but it being her first ever like proper single put out into the world is an amazing way to just kind of like see her beginning. And yeah, I think a great, a great choice. I think I, I think as well, I think as well as uh, the kind of reasoning for this choice as well, the fact that it's, timeless in terms of a country song as well as a taylor song Mm. and kind of shows taylor's vision of being a songwriter and being quite polished um i think is a really good start that's kind of what opened taylor up and that's kind of the start of her career and i definitely i think a good song to start with if you have never kind of if you're looking to discover taylor or kind of expand your knowledge of her discography i think it's a really really good good start for sure and then it leads us to 15 which kind of does follow that singer songwritery very country moment in Taylor's career and the explanation for this one I really love as well like the author's explanation of as to why she chose 15 from Fearless as like the song that you you must listen to to try and get into all of Taylor is that it does show like a particular thing that many Taylor's fans have experienced which is growing up with Taylor and her music and going through these particular milestones in life 15 being one of them or you know teenage years being one of them and uh yeah the song is really really is really is really poignant for that time in your life like even if you're looking back at it as a 30 year old as she was when she was re-recording it's still I don't know it's still so honest it still sounds so the Abigail storyline running through it it's such a good song because of that in my opinion yeah I agree and I think yeah as well it, it really kind of yeah her explanation and then the kind of the fact that yeah what's fear 15 kind of represents in terms of the fearless album and then then kind of taylor's story and her friendship with abigail and then that continuing on into other songs later on in taylor's career i think that 15 is yeah a really good pick as well and shows kind of taylor's good songwriting as well as that kind of just the storytelling element and yeah the 
growing up for Taylor, I think it's really nice. Uh, song like you said the milestones of like 15 and 22 and all the different ages in between um it's definitely something that as taylor's fans people feel i think the reason why they feel quite connected is because they feel like taylor's kind of they've grown up with her and she's described moments in their life very perfectly and very poetically and i think 15 is a perfect example of that next up we have enchanted from speak now and as the author says speak now a lot of times does get lost in the shuffle it gets lost in the greater discography of Taylor um so it must have been difficult to kind of pick out one as like an introductory song because Speak Now is so lyrically heavy uh but yeah Yeah. Enchanted obviously it had a big moment last year as like you know in TikTok I do think it's it's a good way to to take that and take the the trends that have been coming out of it and use it as as a gateway again to more singer-songwritery content really Oh, definitely, yeah. Enchanted is quite a long song, really, but I think is, I think also the explanation of the kind of fairy tale themes in Taylor's um, early discography is something as well. That Enchanted is a massive standout, and I think Enchanted is just a standout in general in Taylor's um, kind of c- career. And it's hard to speak now because I, for me personally, I would probably pick something like Sparks Fly, but with this explanation, mm. I think that Enchanted makes sense. Um, the like you know, including the fairy tale element and just the kind of build up of the song and clearly it's been received well by the general public in general because of its you know success on tiktok so clearly coming from people that maybe are looking from the outside in to taylor's discography maybe enchanted is definitely a good kind of gateway next up from red of course we have all too well uh i don't think any explanation is really needed here because oh yeah it's pretty obvious yeah, yeah. it is pretty obvious and obviously the 10 minute version is kind of the one that um, the author does say, you know, either 10 minute or original, Yeah. but I think, yeah, either is kind of a good way. And it, this is a real standout in Taylor's discography. And if you're kind of creating a list of either the best top 10 Taylor Swift songs or top 10 Taylor songs that you need to listen to, to either be prepared for midnight or get into a discography, this one will be on any list. Of course. Like, <laughs> all too well will be on every and any list. Like, yeah. it's got to be there. It really has. So, yeah, no explanation will be needed because... Uh, <laughs> It just the fact it's there, that's its explanation. It speaks for itself, honestly. The whole 10 minutes of it and just the history behind it, how it came to be, what it is now, it's just so poetic. And yeah, as you said, no explanation is needed because it, it does really speak for itself. Next up from 1989, this one was quite an interesting pick. He chose Wildest Dreams. Yeah, I, I was slightly surprised by this because, again, I think maybe in this place I would have picked something like Out of the Woods or maybe Style. Mm. Um but I think, to be fair, again, the explanation for Wildest Dreams does make sense. Um, and I suppose maybe kind of more of a slower... To be fair, a lot of the songs chosen so far are kind of more slower songs. We've got with All Too Well, um, Tim McGore, 15, and even the majority of Chanted, Enchanted. So I think maybe personally I would have maybe chosen something a little bit more that kind of goes off to show a different side of Taylor's songwriting and... And a different side of her kind of sound, because Out of the Woods is this kind of massive moment. Um, and then even with some of the later songs, they're kind of slightly slower and more subdued. So personally, I would maybe have picked one of those. How do you feel yeah, about this as a kind of gateway? I do agree. I think 1989 is a strange album to like pick something that you want people to hear, when 1989 is an album that I think almost everyone has at least heard, at least at the bare minimum, Shake It Off from Blank Space. Yeah. 
bad blood it was such a big moment Probably that i style. don't <laughs> yeah style i don't think people missed it so choosing wildest dreams because of that could have it could have been a factor but also obviously once again wildest dreams has been re-recorded so we can get a taylor's version yep. in and also it did have a big big moment again on tiktok last year so again another yeah. gateway that is perhaps easier for people who who weren't around during you know the 2014 era but were around in the last couple of years and enjoyed that moment on tiktok again i think it does have that in mind but it is also interesting yeah. to see like um a not so recommended song being recommended because again if you just recommended shake it off here most people could probably skip that because they would already know it so know it yeah yeah i i think that's why really. and have a preconceived they probably have more of a preconceived conceived idea of it mm. whereas maybe wild dreams was one of the singles that even though it was incredibly successful and has done well mm. people haven't maybe got you know like blank space or shake it off people already know and would be like oh yeah i know taylor swift i know those songs yeah yeah and whereas maybe wildest dreams is one of the ones that slipped in the background a little bit Next up, we have the only song that is a non-album single on this list, which is I Don't Want to Live Forever with Zayn. And this song, apart from being a non-album single, is also for a movie soundtrack and a feature. So it does show a whole different side of Taylor because it's not from an album, because it does have a feature on it, because it's written with a movie soundtrack, in this case, Fifty Shades Darker, in mind. It shows a whole different concept of her songwriting and building up a narrative without her personal life, you know, in the fray. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if I would have picked this myself as an introductory no. to Taylor because it isn't really essentially her, but it does show another no, side I've... to her, I guess. Yeah, I, I really agree that I think, yeah, this one I've always found like is very un-Taylor Swift. It's hard to kind of fit into anything perhaps it doesn't really fit into rap it doesn't belong on 1989 right. it's just a real floater perhaps as a transition between 1989 and rep because it does have oh, yeah. a more similar sound to reputation than it does to 1989 but yeah. even so at this point i do think they were better choices me too i really do and i think to be fair the explanation i think with the fact that it's highlighting that taylor is a collaborator mm. collaborating with the heim ed sheeran future kendrick lamar you know we've had um all sorts of collaborations um on obviously more recently bonnie Vare, um the chicks so i think that is a good reason for it to show that taylor is a, as well as being a good kind of can kind of stand on a song by herself mm. she can kind of collab personally this is probably one of my least favorite taylor collabs so i think what would you maybe have picked here because clearly there's a reason for a non-album track and a collapse so what what would you think yeah. would maybe fill that void well in terms of the list that consequence of sound was building up i don't know where i would have gone but in terms of my list we'll get mm. we'll get to that and i'll explain where i yeah. went but as a general like introductory song it's hard because you can't really go for something really niche like beautiful ghosts because people are going to be like what yeah so I get where yeah. where the author was going, and I do understand the picking of this song. It it is more like a, let's say, a generic, very quote yeah. unquote. And to be fair, this song for a while was like the only Taylor song that was on streaming. So its streaming numbers are massive. Definitely. So technically, it's an incredibly well, it's actually quite a well known song. So I suppose maybe that as well, the fact that it's had quite a good reputation and re received quite well mm. and maybe is one that people might have forgotten about now with the release of so much other taylor music um and i do think it is a good song and does show taylor's vocals quite well but 
I don't know, it's hard to pick one in between. Because, um, you know, trying to pick something, maybe another non-album song like Sweeter Than Fiction, I just don't think that's a great choice, maybe, mm. to introduce. You know what I mean? Because that's a song that's maybe slipped in the back. Or maybe something like Safe and Sound might be quite a good choice. Because um, that was quite successful. But again, it might be a little bit slow mm. and not really highlight the kind of... Honestly, as an introductory song, though it does show a very, very different side to Taylor, like I said, because of it was like just a pop hit at that point Mm. it makes sense next up for reputation we have delicate which honestly i think is the best pick from reputation reputation it shows the other side of reputation it doesn't show like what people portray reputation to be or thought reputation would be it's a really good bop it stayed on charts for so long it's it's very very solid choice honestly yeah, I agree as well. It, it kind of shows the romantic side. Again, it's quite a slower song though. Like that's what only one my only kind of kind of qualm with this list is that there's maybe not enough ones that are probably are like the big pop moments because Taylor has real big pop moments. Right. But I do think Delicate is a really. I think maybe I would have changed up the 1989 one to give a big pop moment song. But yeah, I think Delicate is a really, really good choice on Reputation. And yeah, would maybe show people that would perceive, might perceive Reputation as this kind of vengeful, hateful album about a certain time in Taylor's life when actually it's not. It's the total opposite. It's about actually about finding true love with all that noise <laughs> and trying to find it through the noise. And I think Delicate is the perfect example of that and doesn't have anything, doesn't have any mention of the kind of drama of 2016 and all of that and just says that my reputation's never been worse so you must like me for me which i think is a real kind of standout lyric from reputation and perfectly describes reputation Mm. that you know despite her bad reputation she was still trying to find love for herself so i think no delicate is a really really good choice and definitely one that i would have if i was crafting this a similar list it would be one that i would have put on there turning to lover the author chose the song lover to represent this album and she even said in her write-up, like, Justice for Cruel Summer, I know, but Lava is very romantic, the waltz tempo. Ah, uh, I do think that she should have gone with Cruel Summer, honestly, because... Really? Yeah, again, thinking of the theme of this list. And like you said, you wanted that big pop moment, I think you've got it with Cruel yeah, Summer. Yeah, true. Honestly. With yeah, the theme just, of this yeah. list being, like, introductory, I think we've got enough romantic. We had Delicate, we had Wildest Dreams, they're both very romantic, they're both very chill. And now, turning to the album Lover, I think it's a good opportunity to give that pop moment in the in Cruel Summer. I mean, what other songs? Yeah. In my opinion, but... I think, yeah, because, yeah, it seems like the reasoning is because of the bridge and to highlight Taylor's bridge abilities, but I think that's been highlighted in Enchanted and All Too, all too well. well. exactly. So, I think, yeah, you are right. I think, yeah that's what this list is really lacking is a real big pop moment i think you're right cool summer would be the perfect place to kind of put here and would make up for the lack of big pop moments but i understand the reasoning for lover and i think it is a good choice Mm. and it's definitely a strong song from that album that and cool summer are definitely the two standouts for me personally so that it would be between either those two and if this album because this album this list story hasn't got a standout pop moment i think you're right cruel summer is probably more a little bit more deserving mm. but does make sense next up turning to folklore we have august uh, this one i must agree with like it's the most oh 100 it's the friendliest song uh to like a yeah a non-experienced listener of folklore and evermore to get into an album like folklore it's 
it is the pulp moment to a certain extent that we're looking for. It's just fan friendly, GP friendly, very easy song to get into. Yeah. At the same time, very beautifully beautifully crafted. The lyrics are absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, I I don't think there was any other choice here. Oh yeah, I agree. I think they're yeah, perfect, perfect choice. And finally, closing off their list, we have Willow, which again I think runs through the same vein as August. There wasn't another song on Evermore that you can kind of show like a first time listener or a listener of the pop albums of Taylor Swift and say, you know, get into Evermore mm. through happiness. Oof, it's just a big, yeah. it's, it's very difficult. It's like, it's yeah, a big ask. Exactly. Like Willow isn't the standout song off of that album at all, mm. but it's definitely a good way of opening in a, to kind of open someone that maybe isn't used to the sound of Evermore or aware of Taylor's kind of more indie acoustic folk sound. And I think that it's a, the most pop moment um, on that album to then open you up to the kind of then lyrical impressive um, arrangements and stuff. So I think, yeah, it, it this one is definitely makes sense 100%. So those are the 10 songs that Consequence of Sound decided were a good gateway into Taylor's discography and like we've said I do agree that they act as a brilliant gateway obviously like we've said they're probably not the standout from each of those albums but they're all very listener friendly Taylor Swift oh, songs. Oh yeah they're easily digestible exactly and um, not too complicated you don't have to know kind of a detailed backstory of Taylor's no, career no, no. or experience to know oh where's that fitting in and what's that referencing you know it's just they're very like you can take them for what they are without needing context or anything like that unlike say songs like getaway car mm. you might be like what's this about you know also... whereas like delicate it's very clear about what it's kind of discussing yeah they're also the most like genre blended like we can't yeah. like the country con the country side of things isn't like country country the pop side of things isn't pop pop the bubblegum pop yeah. of lover isn't the extreme and the indie yeah. side of folklore and evermore again isn't the the extreme that we could go to. So, what we wanted to do is taking this list, we wanted to make our own lists, but having that list already been listened to. So imagine this this imaginary first time fan of Taylor has asked for a ten song list. We've given them the consequence of sound list. They've listened to it, and now they've come back to us, and they said, "Oh, I want to kind of discover some more. What songs would you recommend?" So we gave we gave ourselves some rules to follow. Firstly, we weren't really allowed to repeat any of the original author's choices because, according to our little imaginary history, the listener has already listened to them. Then we also wanted to kind of make them slightly thematic, as we've already mentioned. Each of us has gone our own ways, I'm sure. We wanted to include one song from each of her studio albums, as well as one non-album single, just as the original author did, and one of these songs had to be a collaboration. So yeah, we're following the pattern that has already seemingly been established. Finally, before we get into it, it's interesting and very exciting because we haven't seen each other's lists, so we might be literally, we might have exactly the same list and we wouldn't know at the moment. Okay, so now we can get into our lists. So before I start with mine, I do want to say that yeah. the theme that I was running with, or the idea, more than a theme, is that I wanted to, after presenting like this, you know, essential Taylor tracks, and you've got into a bit of her, her music and her sound, I wanted to then highlight Taylor Swift as a songwriter. These, yeah. the songs are going to be a lot of self-written 
And I'll explain as I go along, but that is the direction in which I would push uh, a listener. Of course, that's because I, as a listener, enjoy those songs. And I'm sure there's people that probably would have been like, no, you should push a, push towards more pop sounds or push towards more yeah. because you might scare someone away. But me as a listener, that's what I would like to hear. So that's kind of the direction in which I went. What about you? Yes. So I, uh, I'm sure as people know, I'm a big country music fan. So yes. I would push listeners into the countryside of Taylor. Ooh. I did try and go rogue and push people into pop, but trying to stick to trying to stick to the list was. It's hard enough with country anyway, mm. because unfortunately there are two albums where trying to pull something from country is just impossible. Oh yeah. Um, and then with pop, again trying to pull stuff. From so I technically I have two lists, but I went with country in the end um, because the pop one I was just like I'm really playing around about with the rules because <laughs> basically there's only really three four albums that you can pull stuff from from pop and it would have to be and then so the only other pop moments from the later stuff like folklore evermore have been used have been already. taken yeah yeah so it was really hard to kind of do that and yeah trying to go down it was hard to really know what the next once someone's kind of opened this initial door into Taylor's discography, where do you leave them? Next door to get, right, yeah, right, right. Because so it is so vast, and I think that's when, by doing this, it made me appreciate how hard it must have been to just pick ten songs in general, because you want to pick your favourites. You want to be like, oh, this song, this song. Of course, but, but a favourite might but, not you know, be very acceptable to a wider audience yeah, because it's a favourite, exactly. perhaps because it's very niche. Which I think our lists yes. are, are, are going to be much more niche than this initial list, list, but that's why it was interesting yes. to do it. And I do recommend to anyone listening to make their own list and let us know in the comments, what would you have included in your list and why? Because it is, it, like you said, it's hard, especially when we couldn't base ourselves, like we couldn't use those initial tracks. So what's the next step, basically, yeah. So starting off with our first picks from debut for my Taylor Swift songwriter recommendation i went with a self-written song our song yeah that makes sense i think that's a good yeah it, kind of it's not hard to listen to at all it has some really nice little gems of lyrics in there he's got a one hand feel on the steering wheel the other on my heart beautiful i grabbed a pen and an old napkin and i wrote down our song lovely it 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 works for me i think it's a really nice nicely written one it's not like the standout lyricism of of the whole list obviously oh no but i think as a introduction and from debut it does show that side of her that is just how good she can craft a song and so quickly so that's that's how i'm starting off my list what about you yeah no i think that's i do think that's a really good start so with me strangely enough i've started off with the same thing i've started off with your um our song sorry oh, <laughs> i was gonna say your song but that's because you picked it okay. so yeah i've also picked um <laughs> our song because of the country element yes this was kind of one of her first big country kind of big singles um and just has that songwriter element of country songs that's very um kind of conversational um and is really detailing this kind of vivid story and as you kind of listen to the song the story develops um, Definitely. So I think that's one of the reasons why I picked our song. If Tim Rogel hadn't been on the list um, <laughs> of Consequence of Sound, probably would have been there purely because that is just the most kind of classical country song ever, referencing a country artist, things like that. But because obviously that had been list, so uh, had been on the previous list, and therefore the listener had already listened to it um, by the time they would be given our lists, 
um, I think that yeah, our song is a really good kind of opener to uh, kind of discover Taylor's kind of country side. Definitely, I agree, and I think we might have a few in common because her countryside is very singer songwritery. So I definitely it would be interesting to see how many more we coincide on. But just as an extra here, in case anyone is listening to these lists and they don't want to repeat song or they want another song from debut, I would propose here as a backup song, Teardrops on My Guitar, because it's very... Yeah, I don't think, so. think it fits in yeah. both lists, again, very singer-songwritery and very country. Okay, so do you want to go ahead with your Fearless pick? Yeah, so Fearless I really, really struggled with, because right. Fearless, even though it is, is a very country album, trying to pick something that is a standout without kind of because what I didn't want to do was just kind of pick country songs that would just scare us and be like oh my god this is just all a little bit redneck you know right. like, <laughs> that's yeah. true that's true so that's true. it was so the, the standout for me country song wise is tell me why on fearless like the song that sounds most kind of country but I thought I don't want to just pick that because that sounds very just it just I don't know it's not a million miles away from our song. Mm. So I decided to go with Fearless, the song one because I just love, love it. That. And I think that it kind of just has it kind of details whether uh, the author kind of mentioned about kind of tropes within Taylor's songs, the kind of like the rain element um, and like being stand, stood in the rain and the very romantic kind of portrayal of young love and stuff like that. I think is something that is kind of really referenced in Fearless and Beyond slightly in Speak Now and then backwards in Debut. So I think, yeah, my second one was Fearless for that reason because it sounds very country, is a good kind of country Taylor song, but also does reference kind of the themes quite well of early Taylor music and can be used to help the listener maybe kind of discover that side of Taylor. I agree with you there, yeah. I do think Fearless has a lot of... And I I kind of... Seeing where you're going, I could kind of hedge my bets on what your next pick is going to be. But yes, it it touches on all of those country Taylor tropes that really, really work. So I love your pick. I also wanted to go with Fearless, strangely enough. But I I didn't because I wanted to try and stick as much as I could to self-written solo solo rights. So Mm. our song is a solo right. And so for Fearless, I went with Forever and Always instead, which changes it up um, a little bit. Not the piano version. We're still on the... The more the I'm not sure if you're going to pick maybe Love one. Story because obviously yes. Love Story is a solo. Yes, I was playing around with that as well, but I thought honestly, if you're showing someone a list, I think almost they probably have heard. Yeah, it. almost yeah. everyone on this earth has heard Love Story somewhere in their lives. So yeah. Forever and Always, I think it really has some songwritery gems in it as well. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I have a lot of fond memories with this song as well, so I decided to go that way instead. But yeah, Phyllis and I think is a good the, choice. The, the fact as well that it can be put into a piano ballad and can sound quite strongly as a piano definitely ballad does show its songwriting and the versatility and the kind of yeah. So yeah, I think that's a really good choice actually. Definitely when you're highlighting Taylor's songwriting, I think yeah, on Fearless again, that's a really good kind of standout track. Next up for Speak Now, obviously I was spoiled for choice. Because all of Speak yes. Now, it was up was up for grabs. Uh, so I went with Dear John, just because... Oh, yeah. It, it, well, do I need to say too much? I think kind of like All yeah, Too Well. that makes sense. For me, it's the All Too Well of Speak Now, alongside mm-hmm. Last Kiss, I must say. But since we've already spoken... I say I'm surprised. Yeah, I know. Since we've already spoken so much about Last Kiss in the past... Uh, which if you do want to hear more about that, we have an episode breaking down all of the history, the, the lyrics, how things changed, how it all went down. Do listen to that. 
But I decided to go for Dear John just because the lyrics are so gut-wrenching. I lived in your chess game, but you yeah. changed the rules every day. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's yeah, how... No, I think, and then, yeah, the kind of reference of kind of the picture and ruining people's sky and stuff is then later referencing Coney Island in, like, Evermore. So I think, yeah, they're kind of... That trope as well is kind of followed on and something that's a really strong lyrical song. So I think, yeah, that's, that is a really good choice, to be fair, for the speaking out track. Which way did you go? So I think I... So I went with... So again, it was hard not to pick favourites. So obviously my favourite mm-hmm. on Speak Now is Sparks Fly. But even though that has a very kind of country song, it almost has a country... Obviously it's from a country album and was a country single. Personally, I feel like that isn't the standout. If you're trying to show someone... If you're trying to introduce someone to a country tailor, that's not the country tailor song. Okay. The most country tailor song on Speak Now is Mean. I think even though it is very country, I think weirdly it's quite easily digestible as a country song. And... Even in the UK, I hear that song a lot sometimes in shops and stuff. So I think that that's quite a good opener. And I think... What a great choice. The discussion. Mm, I agree. Yeah, and it's kind of commentary on like bullying and stuff like that. It had quite a little big moment of kind of being this anti-bullying track. So um, I think that, yeah, Mean is a good, definitely a good choice there. Yeah, I did think you were going to go for Sparks Fly when you were talking about uh, um, Fearless. But I guess you've covered, in Fearless, you kind of covered those tropes. I... Completely yeah. forgot about Mean, and that is such a good choice. Yeah, yeah, love that, love that. Next up is Red, and obviously the big one has been taken. We can't, we can't repeat all too well. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, from my little list, I, this one was quite hard because Red has just a few solo rights, uh, and I decided to eventually go with Holy Ground. Uh, oh, interesting. Yes, I was between that one and also between Nothing New which is a solo right, but of course from Taylor's version. I decided to go with Holy Ground because, again, that way we have a little bit more of a a boppy kind of moment. It's another up-tempo, so it's singer-songwritery, but not in the way that you're going to be scared off by a five-minute slow song, because we've just come from Dear John, so I thought maybe. And yeah, Holy Ground honestly had quite a moment during like the lover era when she covered it well covered it when she sung oh, it oh yeah that's a gorgeous yeah yeah in in the live lounge which is yeah very beautiful performance and um so i thought i would give a little nod to it i think i think that's a really nice choice not what i expected at all definitely not what i expected so i think that's really nice my see this is where now um obviously with red then beyond red i had a bit of a problem because unfortunately yes. i haven't chose anything from 1989 or Reputation because there just isn't anything. I thought maybe like this love or something right, like that. Right, right. But anyways, we'll get into we'll that. Get into but it. my red one, so, so I have a couple, I have two off of red okay. to make up for the fact that obviously I'm losing some from, because unfortunately, as much as I tried to stick to the rules, it would just, it just wouldn't make sense <laughs> shoving like, ready for ready it. For oh, it, this yeah. is Country Taylor. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's King of My Heart. Um, but no, um, so my first choice off of red is the song Red. I think this is just so kind of it is, it like is. a stadium country like this is like you know that that bridge and that final chorus like it just the kind of the songwriting is it just give, it is very country about the car and then like describing colors with i don't know red the song i think is a perfect kind of opener um and it's kind of moves away maybe from the more kind of twangy country of our song and mean and maybe kind of opens up a more kind of stadium, like huge mo- country moment without, but slightly disguised in pop in a way that you could, as a non-country fan, listen to it and still mm. be, not think, oh, this is so horridly country, you know? Right, right. So I think, yeah, that's that's why I chose Red. 
And then the next song off of Red while we're still here is Better Man. This shows kind of, obviously this was given to a Little Big Town um, and then had won lots of awards, was nom- heavily nominated and incredibly well received in the country world and shows Taylor's, obviously I would give Taylor's version off of Red and shows kind of Taylor's lyrical ability I just love, love, love this song. And Taylor's version of it is just so ethereal. And I haven't really got a, a, like a heartbroken country song, which is a very popular trope in country music. It's kind of that, you know, that heartbroken element and just sadness. And I think The Better mm. Man is kind of the perfect song. So that, that was the two that I chose off of Red. What was your next one, which I'm right. guessing would be 1989. Okay, so you never picked one from 1989. But one you did mention yes. was This Love, which I also, yeah. obviously, it's the only solo right on 1989 so obviously again I bent the rules well my own rules my self-imposed rules um because Mm. I didn't want to choose a solo right this time I wanted to really I wanted to go without the woods just because it's the song on 1989 for me it's just such a good song and I I don't know this love obviously is a really well-written song very poetic lyrics but Out of the Woods just has some hard-hitting lyrics that even though we have a co-writer, Jack Antonoff, on it, mm-hmm. it's just so it's so well-crafted that I thought, well, I'm going to go for that instead. Oh, yeah, I think so. And also, as Taylor has kind of said, that you're still a songwriter if you're a co-writer. Of course, of course. So um, I think that, yeah, that, that does show as well that, you know, just because maybe you didn't write the whole thing doesn't mean that, you know, you're... So I think, yeah, that's a really good choice, and Out of the Woods is... A, gorgeously crafted song lyrically and kind of just sound wise so no I think that's a really good pick off 1989 and like I said unfortunately because 1989 was such a departure from anything they mm. had done before in terms of country and wasn't even it, they, it wasn't it didn't even have a country moment like Red had lots of no that's true um it was really hard to, I was like I would just be you know what I mean like if I tried to pick something off of there the only one I could pick would be this yeah because of yeah yeah her, with Nathan Chapman and you know like that was done in 2012 so yep. it's still kind of technically in the country Taylor but just isn't country like in any yeah it's pop I definitely like, think it is the best choice out of a, a a bunch of songs that are very pop but it's funny how both mm. of us had that one as our most pointedly like it should have been on the list on both of our lists yes. and, and yet we yeah. avoided it <laughs> Nothing yeah, exactly. against I thought, this love, no, I do love give, it, but yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give yeah Better, better Man its, its mm-hmm. moment. And, you know, and technically it was kind of released kind of... Yeah, around that time. If, 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 you take, if you take the... Stretch out. The Big Town one was released kind of straight after the 1989 era. So, you know, I kind of... I bent the rules a little bit, but have bent well, them in a way that yeah. technically... It works. Um, it's still allowed. So what was your song then off of Reputation? Right, so for me, again, this was hard because there are no solo rights on Reputation. Uh, So instead, I decided to go with Call It What You Want because I think it is the most singer-songwritery song on Reputation. Yeah, it's just such a good song. I can't get enough of it. Like, when I was listening to Reputation, like, back in 2017, I think the song that I had on repeat the most was Call It What You Want. It was just... I don't know, it's such an earworm. It has so many good lyrics that I know I make the same mistakes every time, bridges burn, I never learn, at least I did one thing right, that yes. that alone gets it on my list. But what did you do then? Because obviously Reputation does not have any country moments. So even though technically the album doesn't... Oh, I know where we're going. Era, there was a country moment, so September is what I chose. Yes. So I was either going to choose Delicate, the Delicate 
um, the Spotify uh, acoustic, the Spotify one, but technically the listener had already listened to Delicate. That is true. Standard, because obviously with the original list, so I thought that would technically be bending the rules again. Mm. <laughs> so I decided to go with September, which is a cover, which is also because covers are also quite a big thing of Taylor's kind of careers with like the Speak Now World Tour. There was a cover every single night, and obviously with kind of the live lounge stuff Taylor's done lots of covers so I think that covers are quite a big part of Taylor's kind of um discography as well so I think September and September's a real standout one I I, I know it got a lot of hate at the time Oof, very strange a lot of backlash um but I really like it I quite like it I don't see any problem with kind of making something a bit more acoustic and putting it in your own sound yeah um so I I, I chose September there but and if if Delicate hadn't been on the previous list I would have picked that because that is a little bit more country mm. um and has a kind of banjo moment. But yeah, September. So technically I did choose something off of reputation, at least in the, in the era, yeah, in the yeah, world definitely. Because there was only really two songs to pick from. It was either Delicate, mm. Spotify, or September. And because Delicate had been chosen, I decided that September was the best choice. Yeah, yeah. Make it makes sense. It makes sense. Going to Lover Now, I guess maybe you had an easier yeah. time with this one. I'm thinking yes. did you go with Soon You'll Get yeah. Better? Yeah, that, right. I did go with it. I, I think you know, the collaboration with the Chicks. Yes. Um, they're kind of a real integral part of kind of Taylor's early career. And then obviously the fact that then she collaborated with them later and heavily references them in Miss Americana. Um, so I think that, yeah, Soon You'll Get Better is a real kind of country moment and a real sad kind of country. Maybe a lot of the ones so far had been very relationshipy, whereas this is something a bit different. Oh, definitely. But Taylor's obviously had lots of songs about her kind of mother, what with... Um, the best, best day, day never grow up mm. and then obviously soon you'll get better um and family is a really integral part of kind of taylor's a lot of taylor's songwriting then later on in folklore and evermore so i think yeah soon you'll get better kind of summed up the kind of more family kind of country again which is something that runs very heavily in country songs it's the kind of like um about family and kind of stuff like that so yeah i chose soon you'll get better and it's quite an obvious one from lover i did maybe think about putting lover in there but I felt like it's not really... That would purely just be because it has a guitar, and then I would be mm. being cheating a little and be like, oh, that's country, Yeah, it's not. no, I think you did the right the thing. The moment is soon you get better. I do yeah. think you did the what right thing. What about you? What did you pick off of Lover? Right, so for Lover, I did have choices this time. I had three choices, Lover, Daylight, and Cornelia Street, and obviously you know the move here. Cornelia Street, yes. all the way, all the way. Cornelia yeah. Street is just such a good song. It It is yeah. out of, from the Lover self-written songs, it is my favourite one really amazingly produced as well stand out from the album definitely and i think a, a song that outside of the fandom more of the general public i think they would really like if we had have got that you know lover fest or whatever i think cornelia yes. street would have been um quite a moment i think it would have been bigger than it than it is kind of like king of my king of my heart moment definitely before. yeah king of my heart is another good song yeah but yeah, I, I that's why I went for it. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. And obviously, you couldn't pick Lover because obviously the listener yeah, had already it, they've already listened to that. it. Yeah, um, and that is a real good standout. What with that really long kind of bridge, and that's one that Taylor's really proud of mm. in terms of songwriting, and was something that she heavily referenced. But obviously, that had been previously kind of used. So I think Cornelia Street is a really good pick, definitely, for the kind of to highlight Taylor's songwriting abilities and the sadness of like what I quite like about the song is that even though she's in a relationship and you should be kind of happy. It's quite interesting to write from a perspective of just the fear of, oh my God, what do I do if this ends? Yeah. 
because um, that's not really something that maybe she's kind of sung about. It sounds a bit depressing, much, but it's it's not really yeah. because it's more like the wow, this is such a stable point and such an amazing relationship. Like I could never physically visit this place again because of the the yeah, visceral like memories so kind of that would memories, obliterate yeah. me. It oh, amazing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so no, I really, really love that, and no, I think that's a really, really good choice. Okay, so I guess next we kind of move on to folklore. Mm-hmm. For me. The standout folklore country song is Betty. Like, it's the one. Like, this has to be on there. She literally performed it yep. on the country, a country award show, which was like her basically her only performance other than the Grammys during folklore. Um, and that was technically during the Evermore era. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of the big country moment. It was pushed on country radio. And it just is the most kind of country song ever. Like, I just love it so much. That kind of final chorus bridge. Um, is perfect and when I first heard it it just made me reminded me of Mary's song mm. and I don't know why and it just it's reminded me of kind of debut unreleased Taylor it was just such yeah, a, a lot, it's my favorite on folklore a lot of people who were big fans of or are big fans of country era Taylor all really really like kind of got back into Taylor or really really loved Betty when they when they heard it because yeah. it was just such a callback to that early Taylor, yeah. even though it's so, so many years later. Uh, so, yeah, perfect, perfect pick, honestly. For me, I only had one choice, and I was very happy with that choice. Mine is Ricochet. Yes. Oh, Stand out on the album, so beautifully written. Uh, the metaphors of it all, and, and how it was, like, the first song really written of the folklore era, but it, yeah. at the same time, it fits so well with the rest of the album. Yeah, definitely for me. My Tis Ricochet, if anyone who was getting into Taylor, I guess this next step, in, at least in my list, would kind of introduce you a bit more to the Taylor Swift lore of it all. Like, we're, we're taking yeah. that deep dive into, oh, okay, so she was a country writer who moved to pop. Oh, okay, she, yeah. with My Tis Ricochet, she has lost her masters, and that, you know, that's why this chapter in her discography is being re-recorded. So I guess that's that is also another layer to it all. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is quite interesting because obviously that songwriter stuff does stem from the fact that she, you know, is from, Na- well, not from Nashville, but her songs are from that Nashville world mm. of country and songwriter and telling stories, which I suppose is something that is also, is running through my thing as well. With Definitely. The kind of country element of highlighting Taylor's real roots and the fact that these roots have followed throughout her career and then you know, in pre- preparation for Midnight's, which we have no clue what the sound is. No, we could be highlighting like... Highlighting the roots. Yeah, poor listener who's got our two, like, yeah, exactly. track list where it's like, oh my God, it's so much self-written. Oh my God, so much country. And now she yeah, just comes yeah. up with, like, yeah. Reputation 2.0, which obviously does yeah, have yeah. certain elements. Because, yeah, Taylor Swift is her she own does. genre in a way. But, yeah. Even, like, New Year's Day and stuff kind of does callbacks. That is true. Acoustic sound. That is true. And songwriting is something that follows through. And, and the fact that even... When she had departed from country, and even in big albums like Lover, that is a pop album, country follows through, and then songwriting follows through um, with like her wanting to have solo rights with Lover and being so proud of that. Um, I think it's just really interesting, and I think that, yeah, that, that's the reason why we've kind of done this. It does kind of show the real foundation, mm. even when there is a departure, and even when she does pivot, there's always one foot still in the songwriter world or in the country world somewhere. And she can always return back to it. Like with Betty, going back to, you know, a country award show that she hadn't really, had basically been avoiding um, to kind of depart from that and move into the pop 
world to kind of return back. I think, yeah, it's really interesting. And I think that these do work, you know, well, even though, yeah, we have no clue what Midnight's could be. And Midnight's could True. be a return back to those worlds. Could Honestly, be a return back to the songwriter. Yeah. We have no, no clue at all. But yeah, very interesting. But no, what did you pick them for Evermore? Yes. Final so... one. And there's a lot of song, very standout yeah. songwriting moments on the album. If I would have gone for the, like, I only can choose solo written songs, then obviously there was only one choice, which I'm thinking that you may have gone for. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute. So I decided to throw that out the window and instead I went for Happiness because I am that person. Happiness is my favourite song on Evermore and it just will destroy you. And I think that way we've touched upon all of the different kinds of singer-songwritery songs that we, we can get, like the happier ones the in love ones that make you think of one specific memory like so vividly ones and now this one which is just storytelling at its finest but at the same time destroying you and touching upon like such a tragic story that could happen to anyone honestly like that's why it's so sad and it's so well written yeah. and it's getting over it and at the same time accepting changes yeah i don't know very i've i've already spoken about happiness many times on this podcast but that is why i chose it so for you where did you go yes so i went with nobody no Crime. yes that's the one yes because obviously it is an incredibly country moment and again a popular trope in country music is kind of playing this character killing the husband killing someone (laughs) killing a husband being done for murder it's something that kelsey ballerini's recently kind of written about and is something that this kind of like broken woman that's like you know like got got like mascara down her eyes and blood on her hands is something that weirdly runs throughout and is a very popular country trope and this is a real highlight on evermore i did possibly think about cowboy like me but i felt like Mm. that wasn't showing enough and wasn't departing from because I could have picked I thought also about something like I bet you think about me maybe replacing one of the red songs because that is obviously a big country moment but I felt like that I bet you think about me the kind of sound of it had been shown with me I don't know I feel like they're weirdly quite similar in that kind of sense yeah um which is why I went for something like red and better man which then showed kind of a different side of the country rather rather than just picking slow you know songs with a banjo mm, mm. <laughs> you know so n- that's why i then with, went with nobody no crime because cover like me would just kind of be another slow moment which had already been illustrated with soon you'll get better and stuff like that what i really so, yeah, love nobody about no your list is that you've really taken a bit of country like from all of its different storytelling sections yeah. like yeah we've got the story of um you know like very classic our song country kind of in yeah. love song then we have the gut-wrenching ones then we have the nobody no crime ones yeah i think you did a really good job in showing the vast array of country music like it's not always about the same story trucks exactly yeah 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 yeah. you can kind of have very different kind of yeah Yeah. it can you can sing about all sorts of different things and i tried to pick ones that did reference popular kind of tropes and songwriting Mm. within country music but no as well i think to be fair yours are really interesting with illustrating that songwriter element and the fact that yeah you didn't just stick to the solo rights because i think as as proud as taylor is of those solo rights i think the co-writes and stuff as well just show her ability as well to write Mm. you know that highlight that that is just as important with an artist like taylor we do know that she's involved deeply in the songwriting of every single song like even the ones with with shake it off exactly we've discovered it's basically a solo right yep so i think 
I, I got away with not having to kind of just stick with yeah. the solo, solo, like the officially solo ones. But now we turn to our last song, which is the wild card, non-album song, yes. perhaps a collaboration. In my case, I went with Safe and Sound. I went with the same thing. Oh, yay! <laughs> That's yes. brilliant. That means that it's just, it, we find it to be a staple in the Taylor Swift cinematic universe or musical universe should i say yeah safe and sound is just such a good song it's a feature so that takes that off our our list it's a feature with the civil wars who aren't like a very very popular group within even within the fandom like i never knew of them beforehand but then got into them after after taylor's collaboration with them but i think it hits it hits on so many strong points of country sounding taylor which i guess is why you picked it singer songwritery taylor which in this case showcasing a different type of her songwriting ability which is kind of like stepping into the shoes of someone else and yeah an an amazing feature i love this song yeah yeah oh me too i think yeah i purely because one i love it so much too it's just so gorgeously sung and yeah, it does show a different side, again, of stepping into the character. What's quite interesting, though, with mine is, which is something that is quite popular anyway with country music, is collaboration. Obviously, I've got three. Yes. But with No Body, No Crime, Soon You Get Better, and Safe and Sound. That's true. Um, which is, yeah, so I definitely ticked the uh, having to have one feature. Yeah, you have <laughs> I ticked three, it three though. times, so I can get away with not including something from 1989. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, but no, yeah, I think, yeah, Safe and Sound was 100%, like... It was the only one that I could really pick. I could have picked the Kelly Pickler song, Best Days of Your Life, but I felt like that's not really... Th- that would be... Taylor is so... She is a backing artist in that. Obviously, she did write it and co-write it, but um, but I thought, no, that's not really good enough. Or I did think maybe something like Crazier, kind of showing the waltz side, but I don't know. Safe and Sound was just calling calling out to me a little bit too much yeah so I did I think of myself I thought sweeter than fiction perhaps but again I wanted to go more with this like I guess sweet than fiction does showcase the songwriter from a different perspective I don't yeah. know I don't know it's safe and sound there's just something about it I, so many people in the fandom absolutely adore that song and that's why I think folklore is so universally acclaimed as well because it oh, safe yeah. and sound is so it can be likened so much to folklore and the sound that she crafted in the album. So I think that's why so many people do love it. And the Civil Wars feature on that song is just so good. They oh, bring yeah. so much to the table. The music video is also absolutely amazing. God, thank God for the Hunger Games is all I can say. I really, I, the Hunger Games was such a moment. Um, and I think only really people that were like teenagers then understand like how massive those books films soundtracks were just huge everyone was listening to them Mm. everyone was consuming them i used to go to the cinema and watch the hunger games and like basically my entire school would be sat in that cinema and the entire school would be listening to the soundtrack the entire school would be reading the books it was like such a kind of harry potter moment again when you're a teenager and safe and sound was such a standout of that soundtrack yeah I, i love it and it's such a such a fun moment and i just love the hunger games i love taylor so it's a perfect kind of mix definitely and with that that is the end of our lists so i think we both captured different facets though similar ones of taylor yeah of taylor's discography and there's so many different ways that we could have gone and that we would like you know you guys to kind of make up your own lists and perhaps go one of the ways that cameron didn't go the pop way and maybe try and find those pop moments shall i shall i kind of read out some of the possibilities yeah you can do as a base yeah definitely 
So I was thinking, I knew you were trouble, right? Um, kind of one of the th- one of the first real pop Taylor songs. Like obviously you had like we're never ever getting back together, but that had a country mix and was pushed on country radio. Mm. Whereas I knew the trouble was like th- there was no denying that this was pop dubstep, far away from anything yeah. she'd done before. So that was one of the ones that I'd picked, and then unfortunately trying to pick anything previously was that that's what I struggled with. I guess I would go with I you belong like, with me. I did, yeah. I had you speak with now me is very kind of difficult, very difficult. Mine, yeah, it's hard because maybe. I, yeah, I did pick mine. Yeah, mm. there was yeah mine and you belong with me. Debut was almost impossible. Teardrops of my guitar was the only one that I could think, but that was purely because it just had a pop mix, which doesn't mean that it's a pop song at all. No, no. no. And then and then yeah, and then obviously it was going into like style, um, out of the words, so much, loads from reputation, oh, kind definitely. of picking things. Um, and then obviously on like lover again, so much to pick from. But then again, I struggled when I got to folklore and evermore because i was like there's just the pop stuff's been picked already in the consequence of sound list august is the pop moment on folklore and willow's the pop moment on evermore so yeah that's why i just kind of debunked that list i was like no Hmm. okay let's go with what you actually want to do which is country but i thought that that would just be a little bit too predictable yeah um but um but yeah it was hard trying to pick the pop trying to stick to our kind of rules you can definitely. quite easily do it and yeah. definitely showcase and there's, Taylor's there's different ways pop. you can go you can go with like instead of a genre you can base yourself on like heartbreak songs or the other way around yeah. like just full on happy love songs, songs or... love songs, yeah. relaxing songs songs you would listen to in the middle of the night yeah. <laughs> so yeah we do recommend that if you enjoy like looking through Taylor's discography putting your yourself in like one of these positions and trying to see if you could craft a very short because that's another thing like picking from such a vast discography is difficult because you're always going to be thinking about the ones that you didn't include and you're like oh but I wish yeah, I could have just you know put in I don't know Coney Island in there or something like that so yeah yeah, definitely let us know if you come up with your own lists. And if you enjoyed our ones, let us know as well. And if you did enjoy and you haven't listened to our third episode back way back then, uh, you can listen to our episode where we created our own like compilation albums, which I think is something similar to what we've done today using a theme yeah. and going through. That was more like theme based. So yeah, if you enjoyed today, then you might enjoy that episode as well. If you did enjoy this episode, please let us know by liking the video on YouTube and subscribing over on YouTube as well. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, then you can rate us if you do enjoy the podcast itself. And if you want to follow us for more content, then do so on Instagram. Our handle is at Swiftly Spoken Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.